Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And welcome to a brand new Monday Alhamdulillah, brand new week It is the 5th of Ramadan, 14.39 Corresponding with the 21st of May 2018 And if you're thinking that it's requesting dedications No, it's not requesting dedications As we know, in Ramadan the programming changes on Voice of the Cape And we do more of spiritual programming Speaking about spiritual programming We've got a new program and it's called The Spiritual Heart And that is what we are currently um, going to be doing for the next hour, inshallah. My guest in studio is none other than Fadwa Hussein or Bully, rather, uh, should I say. And then uh, I just, <laughs> Bully Hussein, she said. Um, but uh, if you're wondering what it's all about, don't worry, we're going to be explained to you. But first of all, we welcome our guest in studio. Assalamu alaikum to you, Fadwa. Wa alaikum salam with that and all the listeners. I hope that you're well. I know it's very um, rainy and wet outside. But alhamdulillah, you're here. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Now, our topic today, or the program, rather, the overall is about the spiritual heart and we'd like to focus for the next few um, Mondays and Tuesdays inshallah between 12 and 1 we will be focusing on the heart how to connect spiritually with Allah how to mend the broken pieces of our heart and how to deal with the issues that are very very relevant on everyday basis and uh, of course um, you know uh, Fadwa is a kinesiologist Uh, she deals with us on a daily basis this is a profession and uh, she's here to give us some Advice, Alhamdulillah. So come closer to the to the radio, and uh, if you do have any questions, don't forget you can interact with us on four seven nine one three. That is the SMS line. The VOC WhatsApp line is zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two. That is if you would like to be part of today's show. If you have any comments or any questions for Fadwa. Now, Fadwa, just before we get to the um, the topic that we spoke about and we mentioned a bit earlier on is the heart. We know that um, in every home or in every Every person, there's something that caused a broken heart. And sometimes it's really a struggle to try and mend this heart. And uh, I know that there's different types of pains and, and, and different ways of dealing with him. So that is what you're going to be touching on today, inshallah. Yes. When you ask me what am I talking about, I thought the most important one that I'd like to address, especially now for the month of Ramadan, is pain. You know, we're talking about the heart, but also pain that um, basically adds to every other aspect in your life. So when you look at pain, you get physical pain. So that physical pain you can feel on the body. You knock your knee, you knock your toe, you can feel that pain. You've got spiritual pain. So that is when people are in pain because they feel they are not good enough, um, maybe spiritually, or with the connection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They feel that they um, not, like I said, doing enough, or um, they don't feel like they are spiritual in the regard of maybe the deen or um, just aspects of the deen, right? And then you get mental pain. This is for the people with anxiety and depression, mental anguish, the pain that they cause by reminding themselves of situations that are not in their control, basically. You get emotional pain, the pain that they feel, and they can't comprehend it because they go on the uh, pain spiral. And this emotional pain and that um, the anguish gets replayed in the mind over and over again. If only I did this, if only I did this different, if only I didn't say that, then I wouldn't be feeling this pain, right? You get the heartache pain, the broken hearts, uh, people going through breakups, uh, divorces, their children or their spouses or their parents or family members die. They go through that intense pain. It's a pain that you can't really comprehend, but the pain is there and it just doesn't go away. Then, if we look at all that as a whole, 
us as humans as being created with a certain amount of neuro endings, right? And the pain threshold of, like they say, women giving birth, it is so high and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us that pain and we got reasons and we feel that pains for a reason. But one day I was listening to Mufti Mink um, lecture and he was saying that Allah says Rahim that even if the pain there's never a moment where you'll experience extreme pain because if you do your body will shut down right so the pain what we feel as a human on earth is pain that we can handle because Allah will not Allah will not give us something that we can't handle whether it's an illness in the family whether it's a death whether it's someone um, basically stabbing in your back those pains are all there for a reason the pains are there to help you grow, to, um, to look at yourself as that mirror reflection and ask, where do I do these things or how do I learn from these things? Mm -hmm. What do I learn not to do to others? So if you look at it as a physical, you're feeling, let's say you get a headache, that's a pain. Some people get very bad headaches. I get those migraines or those cluster headaches when the stress is so much and then your arteries constrict in your head or from the muscles and it causes that extreme pains and what do we do we we go in and we take those um, medications you know you take Bernardo or Grandpa or any, any other I don't want to mention uh, tablet names but we look for those to take away the pain so when you're in that space of pain what I tell my client is what happened to you at that time when that pain came what was your thought process you need to go back and ask yourself, what was I doing at the time? What was I thinking about? Mm -hmm. um, did I go through painful or, let's say, stressful situations? What happened? If you can trace back what happened, you will see that pain will start subsiding. When it comes to, to spiritual pain, this is the type of pain that is sometimes inflicted on another person, whether it's evil eye, whether it's a bad thought, whether it's something um, just to do with energy. I think, Malfadwa, just to interrupt, um, you mentioned energy mm -hmm. and having bad energy. I think sometimes we're so unconscious of our negativity rubbing off mm -hmm. uh, on, on those around us. Yes. You know, you coming in or you come to work or you come into your home and you've got the daily stress of whatever happened before and you bring in that negative energy in. Um, you know, that is also part of of creating this ne negative space. Yes, and you know, and that causes pains because some people then have to shake it off. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go through situations where something you hear something, you feel something, and you don't know how to shake it off. Mm -hmm. When you go into that situation of pain, you go into the flight fright response. Your eyes will shut, your your tailbone gets shorter, you, you basically tuck your neck in, you go into the space where you're either going to run away, you're going to stand frozen, or you're going to fight back. Mm -hmm. So in the cases of pain, Pain can lead to different things. Either you're going to get angry about it, the pain can lead into anger, or it can lead into depression. When it's in a space of anger, you must remember there is good attributes to anger. Because in some cases, when you go into the space of anger, you are expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. When you go into the state of depression, all that internal stuff is going to be stored somewhere in the body. And then you'll feel like you can't tell someone something. You'll rather just climb in the covers, you'll rather shut the, the curtains and just try and sleep it off or, or just basically get away from it all but in certain cases where the pain gets too much you must see if it's going bad into anger spiral or going bad into depression spiral pain can also lead to anxiety the pains of the past you know what i mean 
Fadwa, a lot of in- interesting things. I think the listeners would agree with me. We all can relate to uh, one specific, at least one specific kind of pain within our lives. So um, we're going to speak some more on those topics, inshallah. But it's time for a short ad break. When we come back, we'll continue with the spiritual heart. <laughs> Assalamualaikum and welcome back to the Spiritual Heart with myself, Widat Peterson, and of course I've got in studio with me none other than Fadwa Buli, and uh, she is speaking to us today about um, dealing with our pain and, of course, everything that is connected to the heart, all kinds of pains, inshallah. So, if you've been listening, I know there's a lot of questions coming up, but one of the questions I'd like to just ask you, Fadwa, is that you know it is Ramadan, and for some of us or most of us, we've got all our loved ones that were here last year and the year before. But uh, there are those who have lost a big part of their lives, their spouses, their mothers, their fathers, their children. And, you know, for them, that is a big part of of the person who sat at the iftar table, the person who has, has been, um, you know, the strong one in the home, their support and their structure and being there for them. So I think that dealing with that loss Everyone deals with loss in different ways, but that's also a kind of pain. And I think, um, you know, if you could just touch on uh, on those who have or, or find themselves in that in that position this Ramadan. Yes, um, that's a good point that you're making because a lot of people go through that. I can't personally speak on it. Alhamdulillah, my parents are still alive. The only death that I can refer to is my grandmother's um, that I was close to. So I know that pain when they're gone. And um, it's an unbearable pain. Sometimes we have some good news to tell them and then you realize that they're not there anymore. But um, coming from that aspect, you need to feel the pain. You need to feel it to heal it. But then again, when I spoke the last time on the radio, when, I, um, when somebody passes away, right, and they're going to the, the year after, it is just a transformation from the body, but the soul is forever living. So the physical body is just going to deteriorate, but the soul is now become omnipresent. So you can make the du'as for that person. Even speak to them before you go to bed. Um, sometimes you'll dream of them and come to you with the, with the answers. So what you need to do is remember the good traits of the person. Um, remember what aspect they brought into, the, into your life. And also, that person isn't gone. You know what I mean? Um, they're not gone. So they're gone physically, yes, but on a soul level, they're not gone. And you will see that attributes will come through different people at different times. You might walk into someone and say, my word that this person reminded me so much of my father, just what he said, the character, the way he walked, um, the way he smiled, the eyes, you will see that person coming out in different ways. You see, nothing is missing in this world, absolutely nothing. Everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. So the attributes that I'm talking about is, let's say, your father used to hug you in a certain way. Your child might come and argue in that same way. So you will get it in different ways and forms, but we as humans, we want it in a specific way, and that's what leads to depression. So you might have a way of, I want my husband to love me like this, right? So you've got an idea of a baby a fantasy that my husband must maybe be more affectionate. So your child will come and be affectionate with you. 
your child will come and put your arms around your neck and kiss you and say, I love you, mommy. Mm. That is different ways. So you're not short of anything. It's going to come in different forms in different ways. I think if you don't know, if you don't know this information, Fadwa, um, you often overlook it. Absolutely. You often overlook the, the signs which you're saying, you know, um, because we're so focused and we are so in that bubble of a morning and wanting, you know, to fill the gap of that loss of the person who has left us, that we overlook everything else around us. Yes, and look at the, the amazing, um, the, the magnificent, and you can't even comprehend it, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has caused the ida for a woman, right? He gives you three months, uh, just over three months, to mourn that person, that you need to go within, that you don't go out and socialize, you go within, you just go to work, you come back, you just do what you need to do and, and be home and be present. So this is a moment of being present. So remember when you are present in the moment, you, you don't feel pain. Mm-hmm. When you are thinking about the past, you're going to feel pain. When you are imagining the future, you're going to feel pain. But if you're present in this moment, very moment, you're not actually going to feel the pain. And that is why in the Quran is, um, is also mentioned that you need to be present at all times. You need to take it minute by minute, day by day. Not in the future, because that means you're not trusting Allah Taala's plans. And if you're in the past and you're depressed about anything, that means you are unhappy what has been written for you. And I think that we, we grat- that is where gratitude, gratitude. comes Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Uh, the more uh, grateful we, or the gratitude that we show towards our Creator, you know, uh, that is just something that comes with gratitude. That Allah um, gives us more, and we feel. You know, once you know your place and you know that I'm grateful because I could have been here, but Allah has placed me here. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so there's a message that, that has come through here from the WhatsApp line. It says, Assalamu alaikum. I just want to say that I can relate to that kind of pain because I have it at day, uh, in the night and in the daytime due to my life I'm going through uh, for most of my life. I think this, she means, means the situations mm-hmm. that she's gone through uh, or him. Um, the fact that you are alive in a situation or you live in a situation you don't have a home or um, a home of your own or provide what uh, what you must for your kids every day is a struggle um, I think that just before you answer that Fadwa I think that every person has their own struggles every day Absolutely. Be, be it that you don't have a roof over your head be it that you are ill be it that um, you are f- uh, have problems financially marital problems I think that we just each one has their own individual problems. Everybody. So um, to the listener out there, Mala grant you she find an easier life, inshallah. There is a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen that you don't have a place of your own. Right. So if you can reach a point where you just be present and be grateful for where you are, because if you are staying with the roof over your head at the moment, then be grateful and be in that space without maybe bringing the aspect of longing for what you want and just appreciate with what you currently have. And then I know there is a hadith out there that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that don't compare yourself to someone above you. Compare yourself to someone below you, meaning who has less than you. So think of the people, maybe the person that's out on the street that doesn't, that's living under bridges and cardboard boxes. And then you will appreciate your current situation right now. I remember years ago, I was also wishing and wanting for um, much better. But now, alhamdulillah, I'm in a place where the contentment is there because Allah subhanahu has written this for me. And this is a life lesson that I need to be present in this moment with a space of gratitude. 
Alhamdulillah. I think your words definitely um, hit home. And uh, um, what you're trying to say, or the bottom line is that, you know, it's, it's about ourselves and improving ourselves. Because once we're in the, in the right frame of mind, we're willing to accept this kind of information and to implement this in our lives. But uh, Fadwa, just before we continue, I know it's getting really interesting. Some SMSs also coming in and some WhatsApps. Um, but we're going to be doing dealing with them just after the short ad break, inshallah. So stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. If you've just tuned in, you are listening to the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with the program The Spiritual Heart. I've got Fadwa Hussein with me, and uh, she's in studio to give us some advice, inshallah. And uh, I know that there's lots of question, questions that is uh, coming through. So um, the first one, yes, is to the team at uh, VOC. Just a quick question. My father has always been abusive towards my mother. They have been separated for a few years now. I feel like I can't forgive him even though I try to. Kanala, tell me what must I do? My relationship with my father has never been the same ever since. Okay, so the abuse happened with your father. If it happened with you, it's a different story. Um, from the abuse perspective, abuse usually happens in the case of when the person needs to stand up for themselves. So the abuse comes in different forms. You get um, physical abuse, you get verbal abuse, you get mental abuse, you get emotional abuse, you get spiritual abuse and then of course you get uh, sexual abuse and also financial abuse where the person will use those abuse aspects and manipulate. So if it's a case of uh, maybe emotional, mental and physical with your mom if it hasn't happened to you, remember this is your mom's journey. Your father is still your father, you need to respect him. So you can sit him down and say, this is how I'm feeling, and find a way to work it out. Even though you're close to your mom and it's hurtful for you to see, it's he's doing those things. I'm not saying that is right. Num, don't ever condone abuse. But the person, the abuser, is going to find the weak link and um, the weakest link so that you as the uh, the person who's being abused need to stand up to the abuser once you stand up to the abuser and take your power back the abuse will stop so if he's like that with your mother your mother needs to find a voice she needs to draw in energy she needs to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help her in the situation to give her the courage to to stand up for herself and also protect her energetically not only energetically but physically as well against your father Subhanallah, I'm just re I'm reading another message that has come through and I think these are the kind of messages that makes you feel that you are part of some kind of inspiration in someone's lives. Um, there's a message here that says, um, Assalamu alaikum, as you said things, things or someone comes in front of you to remind you of something. Well, you just came into my into mind today and told me how to handle my pain because everything you just said is exactly what I'm doing or I'm going through since my husband died two and a half months ago. Shukran. And I think that comes back to being at the, in the right, the right place at the right time. And of course, she switched on the radio at the right time yes. to listen to this Alhamdulillah. information. Alhamdulillah. And also know this. That the life on earth is only a blink of an eye. We're feeling it as days and months and years, but it's just a blink of an eye. Next minute, you know, you'll be reunited with your husband, inshallah. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, life on earth isn't easy. This is our test. This is our test to show we, um, it's our test to know where we're going to end up. And if you're living your life with a pure heart, knowing that Allah, having that Allah consciousness, every step of the way, having that Allah consciousness, and doing what you need to do as a, um, as a believer, then you have nothing to worry about. SubhanAllah. Um, I think that there's so many questions coming in, Fadwa. But uh, just before we get to those questions, we spoke about death, we spoke about the loss and having iftar with that missing person on that seat this year, your first iftar without, I think um, in most cases it's probably your spouses or your parents. Is there anything that you'd like to advise that you can give um, people experiencing that loss this year for the very first time? Yes, the thing is, the, this is the most beautiful month of Ramadan. This is the time you get up for the different types of salahs. You get um, you get your five salahs, then you get the um, Salatul Duha, which I love doing, Salatul Khaja, you get um, Salatul Tasbih, you get um, my other favorite is Salatul Tajud. And in that space, cry your heart, your heart out. You're, st- you're sitting in front of the King of Kings. You know, imagine you have the King of Kings backing you mm-hmm. and giving you that um, ability to take away. He's, he's the one who's got, got the ability to take away that pain. If you must just ask him, Allah, please take away this pain. Take away what I'm feeling. Um, I went through it now last week where I couldn't believe a situation. And I went on my musalla and I put my head down. Tears, I sobbed like a baby and I said, Ya Allah, I can't believe this happened to me, but I know this is what's written for me and take the pain away. This weekend, so many things got revealed to the point that I'm in, in much contentment now, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So if you do that and cry your heart out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will make this easier. SubhanAllah, I think your words are so true there, Fadwa. And also believing that Allah Ta'ala is there and listening to our du'as. Absolutely. I posted this nice post yesterday on, on Instagram where it said, um, if you've got time to complain, if you've got time to go on social media, if you've got time to gossip, you've got time to write in your journal positive things, you've got time to make wicked, um, you've got time to turn to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So people mustn't say they don't have the time to do it. And especially now in the month of Ramadan, we need to use these hours wisely. You know, so wisely we need to use these hours. Another message here says, Shukran so much for this program. So much info without me even asking. And uh, any questions, alhamdulillah. My mom is always in pain. She can't let go of certain family members that has passed on for years. Often talk to her and she is, she's always satisfied but can't get over them not being around. Some encouragement, please, sister. Okay, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the people that we love most away from us. Why? So that you can turn and create that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember, you come alone into this world. When you, when your mother gives birth to you, either you are twin or triplet or quadruplet, but you basically come alone onto this earth. And when you die, you go alone into that grave, right? So what does Allah want us to do? Live a life of non-attachment. Non-attachment to this dunya doesn't only mean to the dunya, but also to people, also to situations, also to material things. So if you live a life of non-attachment with only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is supposed to fill your heart. You're supposed to have that love for Him that He comes first. So if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that way, then you won't be longing for the dead family members in the way that we as humans do because we put so much attachment. So the whole aim of the, the look at Nabi Ibrahim salam, this is where he was tested, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him to, uh, to slaughter his son. 
and he chose Allah. He wanted to slaughter his son, and then it was revealed that he didn't need to. That is loving with non-attachment. So we're supposed to be on earth with non-attachment. Subhanallah. And um, that is the, actually the basis of, of our relationship with each yes. other, that we are not... Our family members, our spouses, our children are not ours. Yes. They belong to Allah. So they came through us, but it's not ours. It's Khalil Gibran speaks about it, the Quran speaks about it, and that is how we need to treat everything and everybody that nothing belongs to us. Every single thing, every human, every house, every all the money in this world belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are only just entrusted with it. So I think we have some work to do here, Fadwa. Changing the mindset. <laughs> and um, it's hard work, we want eh? to, we, we always have, I think everyone always has this goal of becoming better people after Ramadan. Yes. But I think if we can do the small things and focus on the small things. And get into the habits. Exactly. Practice this uh, and It, it takes basically 21 days to change, change habit your habit and 90 days to master that habit. Well, uh, I know that uh, listeners are probably enjoying uh, the the talks here from uh, Fadwa, as you can see by the amount of me- messages, the SMSs and WhatsApps coming through. But it is time now for another short break. When we come back, we'll continue with the questions coming through on your WhatsApp line right after this. The voice of the Welcome back to The Spiritual Heart and I hope that you have been enjoying the program thus far. Um, lots of questions being answered and a lot of talking about the heart and its healing. Alhamdulillah. Another question that I've got here or comment that has come in says, Assalamu alaikum. When I was young, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. My dad left um, My dad left when I was two. I often find myself feeling heartbroken and don't know why. Sometimes I struggle to connect with my own kids. Okay, so not not your mother is the um, mothers come in different forms. Some mothers you get as a nurturing mother. Some mothers you get as the mother that brings lessons into your life. Some mothers come as mirror reflections of who you are. There's different aspects of a mother, right? So if a mother, if you don't have that relationship with your mother. You must remember sometimes your mother carried emotional pain from the past. Maybe she never connected with her mother and that is why she doesn't know how to connect with you. If you can make a conscious decision to say that I would love to have a connection with my children and Allah help me, guide me and put people on the right path to help me connect with my children in that manner, then inshallah it will change. Because unfortunately before, if you look at uh, genetic systems, um, via kinesiology, we are are taught these genetic systems, we do what um, our forefathers did. So sometimes there's different ways of why people don't connect with their own children, you know. It doesn't mean that you cannot connect with your own child. And also, all you need to do is ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in Tajud, is make that connection with me and my mother. Sometimes it's in the case of where you guys have the same personality types, and then you will clash, you know. But when you have those clear intentions of building up that relationship with loving your mother with non-attachment, loving your mother without trying to change her, loving your mother to the point of this is still my mother, you will be able to improve your relationship with her. Another question that has come through here on the WhatsApp line uh, from, let's just get to that message there, 
It says he's a great memory that I would like to share. We used to put dates in each other's mouths at the other uh, time, for Buka time, how I miss her. I'm not sure if that's the mom or the spouse. Beautiful memory there that uh, that one shared with us. I'm just trying to get through. Oh, okay, here we go. It says, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so great that he takes your weaknesses and turns them into strengths. He gives you such be, uh, belief and focus and need to uh, to fulfill your duties and to add to the Muslim Ummah. All you see is the beauty of Allah and His creation and the perfection of Islam and how to strive for it and relate to it uh, with everyone that you meet, Alhamdulillah. When you are willing to put aside everything to come together to further your deen, Alhamdulillah, then you have grown. When you see others holding on to petty aspects that prevents them from the blessings and the opportunities of such, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala soften our hearts, may protect us from our urges of ignorance and arrogance, and may He instill nothing but love for Him and all our brothers and sisters. May we, may, may, may we be able to forgive, to respect and to treat others like human beings not, uh, or most of all anything we do it, it should be to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shukran so much to that listener for the beautiful inspiring words, uh, Fadwa. Absolutely. So, um, coming back with, with the pains that we endure Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to break our heart. He's going to break our heart. He'll put the people on your path to break your heart. He's going to put that spouse there to break your heart because to learn to live with non-attachment and only rely and only turn to him in um, in those spaces of pain. So you must remember, the minute you become too attached to somebody, something will happen so that you can turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when... People are, you know, the clients are always ask me this question, not always, but they generally ask me this question. How do I know when the pain is a punishment or when the pain is a blessing? Now, this is what I've um, discovered listening to Yasmin Mujahid, and I thought this is so profound. If the pain has brought you closer to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that is your biggest blessing under the sun. Right? If the pain has taken you away of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you must know that this is your punishment. So the pain you can view in two ways. Is this pain take, bringing me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or is it taking me away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If you have become angry with that pain, and you have become angry with Him, where you refuse to make salah, where you refuse to connect with Him, where you try and um, just push Him completely out of your life, then that pain is your punishment. Uh, another message, there's still so many messages coming through Farwa and uh, I think everyone wants their questions answered but whatever we don't cover today, we will definitely do so tomorrow inshallah. inshallah. The first message here says my mom was bedridden for eight years or eight months uh, before she passed away mm-hmm. four and a half years ago and for that eight months my niece and myself cared for her. I miss her so much that if someone mentions her name, I'm in tears. I miss that special bond. And I think that's just another example of how attached that person yes. has become to so your mother. So now the question you need to ask yourself, do you miss your mother or do you miss caring for someone? There's two different mm-hmm. ways of looking at it. Because if you miss the fact of caring for someone, that means you miss feeling needed. And, and the biggest thing on earth is, us as humans, we have this innate need to feel needed, to feel love accepted and needed. 
So your mother you can connect with any time. She's out of a pain. She was bedridden for so many years. Think about where she is now, where she's actually free of this human body. Look how beautiful that she's out of the human body yes. and she's going to be in a healthy, healthy space at the age of 33. Yes. In a beautiful space, prime of her life, in another dimension. Once again, it's, it's coming back to that mindset. Absolutely. So it's, I think that we need to learn how um, to change the mindset in order to accept. Like look at somebody who has been diagnosed with, with um, an illness. My sister has been diagnosed. She's my younger sister. She's my baby sister. And um, this is hurtful for all of us. But I don't see the hurt. I see um, oh, this is a, um, a basic... Uh, how can opportunity. I say opportunity for all of us to reflect and I'm excited for it because soon inshallah I wouldn't say soon I can't say soon but she's going to be reconnected and she's going to be free of this this um, body of hers that has limited her, her entire life because she's slow she's basically slow autistic whatever they've never diagnosed it properly or something and to me the excitement is that she's going to be free of this dunya and alhamdulillah she's going to enter a space where she won't even get questioned like us we're going to get questioned she's like a child of jannah inshallah so um i see it through a different light yes the pain is she's not going to be with us for much longer or like i said i can't say longer or soon or anything but um i see it completely different i'm also excited for her for a new journey because we are on earth for a short time and if we can get excited of meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that excites me more than, oh my word, I'm going to die and what's going to happen? Mm. Your kids will be taken care of. Your spouse will be taken care of. I mean, my hajj, um, this has taught me something big when I was there. I was away from uh, everybody, from my work, from my family, from my children, from uh, my parents, from my in-laws. I was away. And what has taught me was, who's actually really worried about me? Because here I'm in Makkah. And that I could relate to death. If I must die tomorrow, right, um, Allah chooses that he, he wants me back home, then the life goes on. Your kids will be taken care of. Everybody, life just carries on. So my khajah viewed as a mini death, being away from everybody, being in the space of spiritual ibadah, just being with you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah, what an amazing story to share. I think that um, in every situation, it's always there's always something to learn, something to take from it, something to better ourselves with. And uh, I think that uh, with all the questions that have come through, it's kind of similar, but we want to deal with all of them, inshallah. We do not have the time to get through all of them, but uh, tomorrow we'll try and get through the rest of them, inshallah. In conclusion, any words from your side, Fadwa? The words that I would say is definitely use this month wisely. Um, people that are so addicted to their cell phones, stay off the cell phones, use that time to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rather do dhikr, open up a surah yasin or something and connect because once the month is gone, it's gone. Then you have to wait for next year and if we're lucky, we will be here next year, inshallah. But right now, don't waste time on social media. Don't waste time by just letting the day pass you by. Use this time to connect. Use this time to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to heal that pain, whether it's a physical pain, spiritual pain, emotional pain, any type of pain. Ask Him because this is the month we need to ask. Everything is 
is multiplied. Our rewards are multiplied. Everything is multiplied. So use this time to bring in that energy of multiplication into your life, into your heart, so that you can heal that, that heart, inshallah. Shukran so much to you, Fadwa, and shukran to the listeners who have participated in the program today. Remember, we will be back tomorrow between 12 and 1, where we'll be speaking to Fadwa once again, and with the program Spiritual Heart from myself, Fudar Peterson, as well as Mr. Faldi Fanalili. Shukran so much, uh, Faldi, for pushing all the right buttons. And uh, to you, Fadwa, we will be seeing you tomorrow, mm-hmm. inshallah. Yes, inshallah. So we bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mm-hmm.